Hi everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Tommy has literally just joined in, literally. Just got her in time. Uh, just got her in time. So yeah, I'm joined again by Adam Matthews, who was on last week. Hi Adam, how are you going? Hello. Thanks for coming back. Uh, Tommy uh, from Tommy Talks Ball. If you don't follow that YouTube channel, uh, give it a follow. How are you doing? All good, mate. All good. Great to be on. And a debut for Daniel from all the way from America in uh, Florida. Uh, how are you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, like I said, Tom, Tommy's been on a few times. Uh, you've got a YouTube channel. Uh, tell everyone about it. Uh, yeah, man. No one... You've been on plenty of mine. You've been on plenty of my brother. Yeah. You've been on plenty of mine. So it's happy. I'm happy to return the uh, favor. So yeah, Tommy talks Paul. I just done a stream. Uh, I've done a stream just now, actually. And I've got to say, yeah, big up to everyone that was. Uh, I don't know. I, I tried to get a few people from there over to here. I think they call it a raid. They call it a raid in the streaming community. <laughs> so if you was watching, I really appreciate. It. I got the most views I ever have done. So uh, yeah, big up to everyone and uh, get subscribing. Whether you're watching live or on the recorded version, sign sign up to this channel because uh, I think big things are coming. Big things are coming. And Daniel, you've got your own channel as well. So where can people find that if they don't uh, already know? You guys can find me at DanTHFC. I've actually changed the name quite recently um, because of the word Yid in my name, that it's <laughs> got to be changed for monetization. But uh, yeah, I, I do Monday podcasts where I bring on guests and I do um, I do these series where it's called FIFA Friday. So it's a Tottenham career mode. Um, and I upload a new video to that every Friday. Um Pretty much, and if you guys like what I'm, what I have to say, um, please head over to my channel, and subscribe. It's an honor to, ha- it would be an honor to have you there. Excellent. Yeah, all three channels: like, subscribe, watch as many videos as you can. Uh, we haven't been on for a week, so lots happened. But there's only really one way to start, and that's pretty much with this. So, if anyone doesn't know about this, this is Harry Kane's statement. Obviously, I have quite a lot of audio listeners, so I'll just read a little bit out. Uh, basically, he's saying it hurts to read some of the comments that have been made this week questioning his professionalism. Won't go into specifics, but he wants to clarify he'd never and never has refused to train. He'll be returning to the club tomorrow, which I think is Saturday, uh, as planned. I wouldn't do anything to jeopardise the relationship I have with the fans with me so much unwavering support during my time with the club. This has always been the case as it is today, Howie. A lot to digest there. Uh, I think it's, it's quite strange that it came out uh, almost a week after the whole news broke. Um, but from my point of view, it's all done and dusted now. We didn't get back with Modric, Bale or Berbatov. We didn't get anything. So he said that. I'll let him off. Uh, Adam, thoughts? Mm, I, I, I do think that he was, um, he was frustrated at um, the, the apparent breakdown of, of his move or his dream move to Man City. Um I, I, I do think that he he kind of threw his toys out of the pram a little bit, um, but yeah, fair play for coming out with a statement. And if he performs next season and um, bangs in the goals as usual, then and all is forgiven. Tommy, would you agree with that, or, or what did you think of it being delayed five days? Because it, it sounds to me, uh, I won't go into detail. It sounded like something personal issues, which I don't really understand why the club didn't come out and just say. It's personal issue. It's nothing what is being reported. It will be dealt with internally and how we'll be back as planned. Well, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? That was strange. That was strange. That it took uh, five missed training sessions to actually come out with a statement. But the, the coincidence, the coincidence there too, was um, it seemed like the day before Guardiola sort of uh, had made clear that he wasn't after him. And obviously the Greenish transfer went through. 
and then he comes out with a statement. Uh, yeah, it's very, very odd. We can't, we can't, you know, we can't look into too much into the newspaper rumors. There's a lot going about that he wasn't even supposed to be back at training. And to be honest with you, the the, the thing that um, the, the thing that pro provokes my uh, suspicion of um, the media doing their, you know, dirty work as usual, uh, especially regarding uh, Harry Kane, is the fact that he was never he, he was never in line to play against Man City. So if he was never in line to play against Man City, then surely he he wouldn't be training two weeks before. So it's all a bit it's all a bit smoke and mirrors. It's all a bit smoke and mirrors. But it was odd. It was odd that he come out of that statement literally a day after they signed Grealish, uh, yeah. and uh, and it was coincidental that Guardiola seemed to have not uh, to, to to sort of uh, look elsewhere. But look, Man City still need a striker. They got Grealish. They still need a striker. They haven't replaced Aguero, so he's still got to be there. He's still on their cards, and they've got three weeks to the end of the window. So. Yeah, hold tight, Spurs fans. Hold tight. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, uh, it's come out today that uh, Nuno has said that every player in the squad is up for selection against Man City. He was then asked, does that mean Kane? And he reiterated every player in the squad. Do you think he'll play in that game? Uh, you said off air that if he does play, it's a chance to uh, show City what they could be missing and reiterate, you need me. Do, do you think he'll play? Do you think he'll play that game anymore with the season? And And... Come first of September when the window ends, do you think he'll be wearing white or light blue? Well, look, the situation with Kane is very, very um very, very confusing because, you know, it was why would we fine a player if he hasn't done anything wrong? So I do think that he has done something wrong. Um whether he knows it or whether he doesn't is a different situation. Now he says in that um statement that he is coming back tomorrow as planned. So why are we finding someone if he's coming back tomorrow as planned? And as um, all of you guys said, it really is strange how long it took for this statement to come out. But honestly, if he's gonna play against if he's gonna play against City, I honestly believe he's gonna be off the bench. I don't think he'll be starting. Um, just came back from a Euros. He's absolutely exhausted. We especially with this type of player, um, Harry Kane. We know how if we would probably throw him in the starting lineup, he'll probably might pick up a knock, um, and then we'll have him injured for the next, you know, three weeks. So, look, with Harry Kane, obviously Manchester City, as you said, they need a striker. But I actually picture them going for someone more like Holland or someone younger like that for the future uh, if Daniel Levy keeps being stubborn as he is. Um, but if Daniel Levy loosens up and uh, accepts an offer, I'm sure Manchester City will be delighted to have Harry Kane in their squad. Mm. I mean... Adam, do, do you think it was a bit weird that uh, that statement came out just after all the media kind of nonsense and it was almost like uh, we've got to do something to save face here? Uh, I, I think Levy saw his agent, his brother, coming because I think if any player of that calibre gets some kind of clause in their contract, Relish had a mm. it was a buyout clause for if a Champions League club came through in which if Villa weren't in there. So I can't really believe that Kane just had a gentleman's agreement, which... It's not written down in contract, so and you know the law as well. It's not written down in contract, so it's not even worth a damn, really. But are you? Yeah. Do you think it was just coincidentally it came out literally after all that time when it was real questioning his uh, professionalism, and it's just a case of let's cover our, our backs here a little bit, or do you think it is genuine? I I, I don't think he'd ever miss training. I, I think there's something gone on there, but I don't think he'd literally just, well, I'm staying at home. But, yeah, what were your thoughts at the time in there? Well, Andrew made a good point. Um, why would you find him if he hasn't done anything wrong? 
So he's, he's obviously just not turned up for training. Um, but with regards to Levy and the gent gentleman's agreement, you can't have a gentleman's agreement about something like that with Levy. There's so many factors involved with, with a transfer um, as big as this. I mean, what kind of agreement could, could Levy possibly claim? I mean, the only agreement that he could give is is if I get a, an offer that I feel is right, then, then we'll sell you. And that's the only agreement that, that he can give. And he obviously didn't receive an offer that he thought was right for Kane for Man City. So all that gentleman's agreement, I, it's, it's just nonsense, I think. Um, yeah, Kane should have should have had something in, in, in his new contract, as Grealish had, a buyout clause or something like that, if he, if he thought that in the future he would probably want to move on um and with regards to his statement again i just feel he grew frustrated at um, the grealish um move going through and man city buying grealish and he saw his move crumbling and um yeah he had to bring a statement out um to, to try and reassure the Tottenham fans as he's going to be a, a Tottenham player this season um, and, and 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 that was it. His representatives had to do something about it. So um, yeah, I, I, I think it was all a knock-on effect from from yeah, Man City buying buying Grealish. Yeah, I, I think there's a long way to go in 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 this saga. I really do. But I mean, we we linked with strikers all over the board. One that has really been in the news today, which has pretty much been agreed, and I'm going to put ban on here, Tommy, because I know that you uh, wanted this guy, and it's this oh. guy. Apparently, 60 million has been agreed. He's told Inter he won't sign a contract, and he wants to go. Uh, do, do you think that's uh, something that will happen, and that's been the case? Do you think it's a case that Kane has pretty much said he wants to go, and Levy's pretty much accepted a bid in principle? getting him in or do you think there's a plan to play both of them or do you think this is just the twitter machine rolling on again and we're after absolutely everybody and what are your thoughts on that i know you wanted yeah. him in you said that uh, last week i think in terms of i was just going i was banging on about him just like for, for a whole hour of dream just now uh, I, I just <laughs> i'm in love with the guy i'm in love with the guy what i couldn't believe i couldn't believe is we've got this sort of group chat we're in this group chat like quite a few Spurs streamers I'm sure you'll be part of it soon Chris and some of the other you know Spurs streamers and basically it was uh, it was uh, it came to the light that he's only on 47 grand a week at Inter he's only on 47k a week so that alone that alone will you know will, I mean okay we're not Champions League like Inter they won the Scudetto but money talks money talks mm -hmm. so we will at least triple that if we're going to spend 60 million pounds we give an Ndombele 200 grand We'll at least we'll at least triple that. Probably get it close to that two hundred grand figure. Um, but in terms of the the rumor, as you say, it's difficult to believe anything, isn't it? I mean, we went seventy two days without a manager. It seems like every every day a new manager popped up, or even two. We were linked to about one hundred fifty managers. Fonseca looked done. The deal looked done uh, for three weeks. It was I was waiting to. He's in a jet. It's ninety nine percent done. Uh, we're waiting for COVID and all this situation. Three weeks before he was there. And, and nothing came to light. Nothing came of it. So you've got to be you've got to be careful with the papers. But Lautaro Martinez, if, if the 60 million figure is is true, it would be unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. He he is Luis Suarez Mark II for me. He is Luis Suarez Mark II. He's got that fight. He's got that South American South American fire. People are doubting whether he can play up top in his own. 
but that's only because he's only ever played with Lukaku. He's only ever done well in a two. That doesn't mean he can't play on his own. It just means that he's only ever uh, he's only got the you know 15, 20 goals a season and looked on fire with Lukaku. But he can. He's got the work rate. He's got the pace. He's finishing. He's got he's got everything. The problem the problem is Lukaku. The big problem is Lukaku. Mm. He's undergoing his second the second part of his medical at Chelsea. Uh, Ninety seven million pounds. So. £97 million of crazy money for a 28-year-old, firstly. <laughs> if he's going for £97 million, how much is Harry Kane worth at the same age with his top assists and top Premier League scorer last season and what he's done over the last five, six years? You've got, you've got to be looking at 160, 170 minimum. But the problem is, obviously, Lukaku plays it too. If he leaves if he leaves Inter for £90 million, leaves him with no striker, leaves him with no striker whatsoever. We know they're in debt, but uh, that's a big problem. And, and we know we know it's, a, it's sort of like a transfer waterfall effect like, you know, you lose a player and they have to get a replacement from another club and things just get going from there. So um, that is a big stumbling point. But I would I would love him. I would absolutely love him. The one striker that maybe not can't replace Harry Kane, but would, would give me confidence and would spark a fire in me where I think, Do you know what, we can still fight for top four is Lotaro Martinez. He has something there. He has something there for sure. I really like the guy. I hope, I hope the rumours are true. I hope the rumours are true. Oh, actually, one more thing. One more thing I just want to say. One more thing I just want to say. Is there rumours with the end on Bele? Like, we're going to give him £30 million plus end on Bele or something, which is, I think we'd all agree with that. He's, you know, he's two years, two years. He hasn't even appeared in pre-season training at all, has he? Five games. No, that's that's very strange as well, isn't it, really? He didn't Nothing's play for, for the Euros in France. And I know he's had a baby and, you know, he's still fairly young, so... Oh, yeah, very strange. He didn't have the baby, though, did he? As Roy Keane once said, he didn't have the baby, <laughs> did he? <laughs> oh, no, it's not Bobby Keane, no. It, Bobby Keane definitely didn't have the baby, but I don't oh, know Roy much Keane. about it. Um... It was Roy Keane that said it, wasn't it? It was Roy Keane that said it yeah. so, about an Irish player. I think it was like, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't uh, miss five games in pre-season six weeks because uh, your wife had a baby. So, uh, yeah, there's something going on behind the scenes. There's definitely something yeah. going on, on behind the scenes with Tango. That's a good thing. Point I didn't. What, what do you think of that, Daniel and Dombele? Which I, I'm a massive fan of. And Dombele reminds me of Dembele, and, and he's obviously young and still quite raw. Mourinho played him in about five different positions last year. If we can nail down a single position, I think we can see the best of him. But like Tommy's just said, didn't play in the Euros. Hasn't played in pre-season. I've seen another. You know, I, I get all of my information from Twitter on all these people in the know. So. No idea, you know, whether it's true or not. But w- would you keep him? Do you think there's a problem there? Do you think he's just unfit? Do you think the baby has uh, uh, changed his focus a little bit? What, what do you see going on there? And what do you think will be the immediate kind of resolution before the end of the transfer window with him? I think something is happening behind the scenes with Tangi and the belly. Because Nuno Espirito Santos already said that it's not a, it's not an injury problem. It's not a physical problem. And you don't take like nine weeks to get have a like to get under a baby to to get used to having a baby. It doesn't it doesn't take that long. With Tangi and Nobele, at first with the Ryan Mason, what happened? Remember, I, everybody was saying free and Nobele, free and Nobele. We all thought it was something with um, Ryan Mason wanting to play his best mates. But then um, the the Euros came and Musa Sissoko got picked over him. Musa Sissoko. <laughs> so then it gets me to wonder. Something is happening behind the scenes. Something is happening that we don't know. And now Nuno Espirito Santos is not playing him. Something is happening. And whether it's uh, Nuno Espirito Santos trying to get him out so he can bring in one of his Wolves players, 
I honestly don't know, but something is happening that we don't know. Um, and honestly, I, I think he's a fantastic player. What he can do is just, he's a wizard with a, and his foot is a wand. Um, but he has to get back in shape. He has to put down the burger and he has to pick up the weights. Do you think he will, or do you think it's kind of him done and any offer that comes in will let him go? Time will tell, time will tell. I hope he does, but and the ballet problem with him is, as well, there's a lot of reports that came out that he was uh, he wanted to leave just because um, we were selling his his best mates. Yeah. Yes. So if, if that's if that's if that's true, I say that mentality. I don't want him in the club. But the other day, I I just it's really really complicated when it comes to Endo Ballet. As well, you guys were just talking about Lautaro Martinez. Um, if Kane Lee leaves, not only do we have to buy a new striker, but we also have to buy a creator. Because Kane doesn't only take one position up, he takes two. Remember, he was the top assister in the Premier League and the top goal scorer. So we're going to need to find a creator and a goal scorer. So that's already two players. Um, and Indobelli could be one of those. But if he leaves, then we're going to have to buy another one. Mm. Mm. Well, Messi's available, isn't he? Apparently, Paratici phoned him up. I mean, people saying what a pointless waste of time, but why wouldn't you? I mean, <laughs> it's just a phone call, a two-minute phone call at the end of the day. You know he's going to say no, but like you know, what if is always there. You might as well just phone him know, up and say. I don't know if you heard the news that um the reason that he did not sign the contract is because he was disappointed that Barcelona could not sign Christian Romero. So if he wants to play alongside Christian Romero so bad, why doesn't he come to Tottenham? That's rubbish. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. Uh, <laughs> about this whole thing, this whole thing about this Romero thing is just rubbish. This is um, Messi trying to look like he's not a mercenary and to keep his reputation intact <laughs> by saying, you know, Barcelona £850 million in debt. They announced that in February. They're not going to spend £50 million. You know, they've got Griezmann on 700 euros a week. 700 euros a week, 600k. So they're not bringing anyone else in. Not bring, and Messi w was aware of that. I know he played in the Copa America with Romero, obviously rates him very highly. But that that was a spin just so his reputation is intact. He doesn't look like a mercenary. And do you know what? If Paris Saint Germain going to offer you half a million pounds and Barcelona and the team you've been with all your life are going to offer you half of that, you know, fair play. Take a 500 grand. It's, you know, it's their fault. It's Barca's fault. You give 600 grand to Griezmann, you spend 160 million pounds on Coutinho. You know, the, these are the ramifications. These are the ramifications. But for me, it was that that story was all about Messi trying to trying to keep his reputation in check. But Tommy, t Tommy, just imagine next season Lionel Messi lining up to play against your mom FC in the in the Europa Conference League. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's tempting. It must be so tempting for him. Yeah, to play in those Belarusian, playing the Belarusian leagues for like six hundred capacity. <laughs> 600 capacity. I mean, you go 12 leagues down in England and we've got, we've got better capacity than, than, than some of the teams playing in uh, the Conference League. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, that must be appealing. That must have been why Romero signed. I think that's got something to do with money as well. I think that's got something to do with money as well. Let's face it. Let's face it. I mean, Adam, did you see his uh, press conference, Messi, where he was crying, he loves Barcelona. He's a millionaire, Moe, we told him's over. He could have played for nothing at Barcelona if he cared that much. Do you, do you think that was like Tommy said, my reputation, my reputation, or do you think it was genuine that he's disappointed to leave and going to pastures new? I think it's genuine. I, I do. I, I think it's genuine. I mean, he's, he spent his whole career at Barcelona, didn't he? Um, <clears throat> um, I, yeah, again, it's, it's 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 a money thing, isn't it? You know, Barcelona 
um, they, they, they're in a bit of, bit of trouble. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I do think it, it was genuine, genuine tears, I think. What about the applause you got? That went on for about... I agree. I agree that it was. I agree that the tears were genuine, hundred percent. I, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. How was yours? Yeah, you must have a kind of affinity with them, similar to Jack Greenish at Villa, but yeah, it's just <clears throat> money's not something that Messi has to worry about ever because he's the endorsements that he has, sponsorships, and everything. The money he's got from Barcelona, he doesn't need any of that. But I think it's a bit of a cheat, you know. I'd like to see him come to the Premier League, whether it was Tottenham or not. I don't, you know, Power teaches phone call. I don't know how long it took Messi to stop laughing. It must have been quite a while when he phoned him up. But I think to come to the Premier League, hardest league in the world, I think the French League, if they get in with Mbappe, Neymar, him up top and the other players they've got, if they don't win that league, then Pochettino probably shouldn't be a manager ever again. But I think the, the, the real challenge would have been coming to the Premier League. But obviously... We tried to phone him up, didn't get in, but one person we have got now, we've mentioned him, Romero. Does that mean our defence is now sorted, Tommy, or do you think we need a bit more? Ooh, uh, <laughs> this can be to all three, actually. There's two people shaking their head. Uh, Tommy, we'll start with you. Oh, it's a big, it's a big, big question. It's a big, big question. The problem I have now, we've got we've had five pre-season friendlies and every single one we play four at the back. In all five, we play four at the back, so it looks like we're going with that. When we signed Nuno, I was convinced we were playing three at the back. His wolf system that he was so successful with. Uh, the only season he didn't play three at the back of Wolves was the season he got sacked, effectively sacked, which was last year. So um, three at the back certainly works for him. It looks like we're going with a four. So if if it was a three, we definitely need two centre-backs. We definitely need two centre-backs. But the fact that it's, it's a two, the amount of centre-backs we've got there, we can't really we can't get one in unless we sell one. We really can't get one in unless we sell one. We've got Dyer, Sanchez... Rodon, I know we tried to put Tanganga out on loan, but he looked fantastic at right back the other day. Uh, yesterday, I think it was against Arsenal. So, um, but the thing is, playing four at the back now changes everything because Reggie could have got got, got away playing left wing back because his defensive uh, deficiencies. Reggie's got obviously we saw it last season. If he's playing left wing back and we've got three centre backs there, he can get away a bit more. Same with Doherty at right wing back. We know he can't play right back, but he's a very good right wing back under uh, Nuno at Wolves. So the fact that we're going to left, Reggie's just going to be left back. So his deficiencies are still going to be there. Doherty's going to go right back. So his deficiencies are still there. We need a right back now. We need a right back. Um, so, yeah, the defensive line needs to improve. And for me, we can't go in there with Aurier. Aurier and Doherty. And, you know, Tanganga looked good the other day. But we need we need a right back for me. Left back, we're sort of a right. If we keep Davis and Reggie, yeah, it, it looks like we're going, to, we're going to stick with that. It will need some restructuring over the years it will need some restructuring over the years it's not just going to be it's not just going to come together because of Ramiro but I think we still need right back we, we really really need a right back before the before the window closes and I think we'll look a lot better I think we'll look a lot better if we get that right back in just going back to Messi slightly uh, Wayne's got in touch cheers Wayne uh, might be surprised if we get messy. I, I, I'm not sure about that, but I like your positive attitude. <laughs> and he's also said 3-5-2 is his formation that he likes, which goes to your conversation there, Tommy. Uh, uh, Daniel, you, you, you were the first one to shake your head asking the Romero question. Uh, who, what do you think we need for, the, for our defence to be sorted? I, I mean, I, I doubt we'll get it this season in this window because we've already spent nearly 50 million on Romero, but... That's a good step, I think, a good central defender. What, what else do you think we need, or, or do you think what Tommy said is hitting the nail on the head there? 
Uh, I think Tony's right to an extent because um, I can't watch Eric Dyer for 90 minutes anymore. <laughs> I cannot watch that man playing football for 90 minutes anymore. And at this point... You, you might be forced to. Yeah, because, because the, I think Nunes Perez Santos is starting to do a Jose Mourinho on, on Eric Dyer. You know, the first day Nunes Perez Santos walked in, he came in, um, started speaking Portuguese to him, and then they fell in love. Um, <laughs> he came with the captain armband for a few games, which is very worrying. But um, look, I think what we need, as Tommy said, we need to sell a few players. Um, Davis and Sanchez is getting a lot of interest from Sevilla. Um, so if Sevilla put in a decent in a decent price, I would be happily um, letting him go. Um, but something else that I, Laporte is having a situation in Manchester City. Mm-hmm. He wants to leave. If we end up selling Kane to Manchester City, I wouldn't be bothered if for a swap deal, plus cash, obviously, we get Laporte. And obviously we need a right back because, I mean, the situation with the right back, I'm interested to see Doherty for one more season. I'll give him one more season just because Nuno Espirito Santos is back. And last time he got the best out of him. But I think we need one more right back and a center back. I think, and then our center, our, and then our back line will be sorted. Yeah, in terms of a center back, uh, Wayne said, get squid in the R. I probably butchered that. Take advantage of Inter's situation. Uh, that's possible. I, I, I'm surprised we didn't get him last year. Again, it was another one of these uh, Levy, they want this amount of money. Levy will offer £1 million less and then it goes disappearing. But Adam is, is centre back and uh, right back what you think we need on top of Romero? Or do you think we need more or less? Or, or And would Squiniar be the answer to the centre back question? Yeah, we definitely need another centre back and a right back, definitely. I think they're the problem areas. Um, I don't think Sanchez is good enough. Um, I think we need to get rid of him. Um, we need to bring someone in who's a bit more solid. Um, Sanchez just is—he's just—he panics. He panics too much, and um, he lets—he lets strikers get on the inside of him. He's—he's he's just not good enough. Um, Dyer—he's probably the best out of out of them, except for Romero, obviously. Um, but again. I agree with Daniel. I, I don't really want to see him playing over like ninety minutes. Um, so yeah, centre back definitely, and we, we we need another right back because right right back is uh, is, is a weak weakness as well. Mm. I mean, who who would you have, Tommy? If he's going to play four at the back, you obviously got right back, left back, Romero in the middle, and then <laughs> out, out of the bad bunch, who would be the one that you'd pick? Rode on for me and then get him to learn from him, even though they're both quite young. But Romero is supposed to be a commanding centre back, get Rode on to learn from him and then hope you don't need the others. But who would uh, you have if 4 4 2 is the way he's going to go this season? Uh, I just want to say, I just want to say a big up, big up to Wayne Bonner. He's on everyone's channel, all the Spurs streamers, always helping people out, always a massive part of the streams, getting his chat in. So big up to Wayne Bonner. Um, in terms of the question, in terms of the question, uh, uh, inevitably, inevitably, it's going to be Eric Dyer. It's just he's a golden boy. He's just a golden boy. As Dan said, as, as Dan said, you know, he had that connection with Jose Mourinho. I mean, Pochettino absolutely adored him. He had, he had two, they were practically world class centre backs at the time for Tongan and Alderweireld. We know Dyer's natural position is centre back. He still fit him in the team by putting him in defensive midfield, which I think was a big mistake. So obviously, he loves uh, all the managers love. He's had nearly fifty caps for England as well. Somehow, I don't know how, but he's nearly had 50 caps for England as well, mainly playing that defensive midfield role. 
obviously we didn't have Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips at the time, but 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 still, it's, it's sacrilege that he's got nearly 50 caps for England. He, I guarantee he'll be there. He'll be there playing next to Romero um, come the Man City game. I don't want him there. I really, really dislike him. He was the first on the list when I wanted outgoings in terms of the Deadwood. Um, I wanted him out, but the reality is, the reality is he's starting. And Dan mentioned the uh, the Sevilla, the the uh, the, the whole um, uh, Sevilla could be interesting. Sanchez. Uh, a lot of that is like as it's the waterfall effect, isn't it? They have to sell Kunde first. If they sell Kunde, then they'll be after Sanchez because I think their other centre backs fantastic. They've got Diego Carlos next to Kunde as well, so they won't they won't need Sanchez if they've got Diego Carlos and uh, Kunde. But it looks for all the money it looks like he's going to Chelsea. So uh, yeah, they could be in for Sanchez. That'd be good. That'd be good. Get twenty million pounds for him. That'd be good business, I think. And another one is on yeah, as you said, the domino effect. If Sanchez goes to Sevilla. They'll sell Kunde to Chelsea, and then they'll have Zuma, which is one that we've been linked to highly in the past few days. That will be another domino to fall. But to be honest, I'd rather Laporte other than Kun, um, mm. Zuma. And we know that Ab- Abramovich doesn't do business with Daniel Levy. No, no. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I, I think the number of clubs that do business with Daniel Levy is probably decreasing every year. But uh, <laughs> with, with Laporta, he wants to go. Uh, Bernardo Silva wants to go as well. That you know, if they really want Kane, hundred million, give us those two. You, you uh, I mean, even if Man City agreed to that, uh, I'm not sure Bernardo Silva and Laporte would. But Laporte and Romero would be a fantastic partnership. And Bernardo Silva, for me, would be the uh, creator that we're missing. Like you yeah. mentioned, Daniel, uh, if Kane stays, if Kane goes, but if Kane stays and we get hit, well, it wouldn't work, would it? Yeah. <laughs> I just said do a swap it's deal. But, but, but you have a striker up there, he can just concentrate on being a striker. And then you've got Bernardo Silva doing all the creative stuff in the middle. I, I don't understand why that hasn't even been mentioned. He might have been behind back... Uh, closed doors and not come to the media yet but those two i'd snap your hand off for those two and if it meant kane going it improves our team no end Mm. and then uh tyler's asked this would you take 160 million or 120 mil plus laporte i think i'd probably take the last one to be honest because you guaranteed money and you guaranteed a player that we need uh adam yeah i mean choice being the portal is I mean, he's, he, he's got trouble with injuries, isn't he, in the past? Um, that would be my only, only worry about the ports. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great player, and he, he, will, he will show up our, our back four. Um, I'll take the £120 million plus plus support, I think. Yeah. Tommy, what, what will be your choice? I'd take... Do you know what? I would take... Um, I still I think we've got Roland and Tanganga there, and I don't think we necessarily need a centre-back as much. Um with, with while we play a four, so I would take Bernardo Silva in 120. I'd take Bernardo mm-hmm. Silva in 120, 100 percent, because he can play yeah. on the right as well. We're crying out for a right winger. He could definitely play on the right coming inside. So yeah, we get replacement striker maybe Martinez with Bernardo Silva on the right and 120 million pounds at our disposal. Uh, well, be about 60 if we sign the t- Martinez. I think it'd be good business again. I think it'd be very good business. Yeah, um, that would make a lot of sense. And then maybe with the 60 million pounds, get Max Aaron's right back. Then. I think we're good to go. I think we're pretty much good to go. We've got to be smart with the money. Whatever we do, mm. if we do receive the money, we've got to be smart with the money because we wasted Bow's fee. We wasted Bow's fee. And we saw what Liverpool done with their 160 that, that they got through Coutinho. It's changed them into what they are now. They spent it yeah. wisely. It changed them, you know, 
they 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 won the title, won the Champions League because of how they used that 160 mil. So what, if we do get the money uh, and whatever plays uh, part of the swap deal, we've got to make we've got to make sure it suits us. We've got to make sure it suits us. Yeah. What would you do, Daniel? 160 million or 120 million in the port, or 120 million on a different player, or just no go for either? I would do in this in this question. I would do 120 um, plus Laporte. But if what I would do is I would do it 100 mil um, Laporte and Bernardo Silva. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd do. If you could get both of those, I think I'd try and do that as well. Would you do 80 mil? Would you do 80 mil? I I think I would as well. Yeah, because I don't trust I don't trust Levy to use the eighty mil good anyways. Mm. This is Man City as well. They can afford more than eighty million and let a couple of players oh, of go. Of course they can. Of course so they can. I, I'd be saying that at the very, very least, hundred million, and then the two yeah. players because those two players together are worth at least sixty million each. Thirty uh, uh, together, thirty million each. So you get your hundred and sixty then. But it, it's all about, if it, like you said, Tommy, apart from Ericsson, we wasted that bail money. So it's all about, if you get rid of Kane, you've got a cash cow there, and then you've got a perfect opportunity to improve your team. If you get Bernardo Silva in and Laporte in and get rid of uh, your star player, you've got rid of one star player and potentially two star players, in, in and then 100 million to play around with to get that uh, uh, Martinez from Inter Milan. If they say, well, we've lost Lukaku, we can't afford to sell him, well, you need money, here's 100 million. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I'd do. But um, yeah, yeah. Did any of you watch the Arsenal game? I didn't watch it. I saw some highlights, but we've got some pre-season bragging rights. But yeah, you watched it. That you watched it, Daniel, in full. Yeah, I watched the whole game. Yeah. Unbeaten in pre-season. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what did you think of it overall? I, I, I saw an interview with uh, San, uh Nuno at the end, whether the interviewer said that second half was outstanding, he went, well, not outstanding, but what did you think overall? Do you think we were worthy for it? Do you think it was just a pre-season game with both teams kind of letting back a little bit? Or, yeah, what were your thoughts? Well, first of all, everybody knew this going into it, but it was not friendly. It was an unfriendly. (laughs) It was an unfriendly. And I don't know if you guys saw um, Hoybier going up to Arteta, that was hilarious, wasn't it? That, that was, was Arteta just... Man. And the, the memes that came out of Twitter from that as well. Um, get back to your little... Amazon documentary, Cornboy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little schoolyard bully, wasn't it? Thinking he's yeah. all that and then looking around. Oh, my God, my friends have run off. And he was in his coaching... And he was not in his coaching box anyways. <laughs> so he deserved that. But um, it was the first ma- the first half, it was a little bit more even. In the second half, we took control. A lot of wasted chances, especially from yeah. Delhi. Um yeah. and I'd actually say and um Aubameyang, there was one where he just swinged and missed the ball like completely just missed the ball, um but we don't expect anything more from Aubameyang, um I think it was a good performance, especially from Tanganga. Tanganga was a beast. Um, yeah. very, it was sad to see him walk off with an injury at the end, oh, but really? um yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's only pre-season, so you know it's uh, Wayne getting the uh, bragging rights in really early there. Uh, yeah. Did Arsenal actually turn up? Um, actually, it is pre-season. You can't really put too much focus on pre-season. But what was good was uh, the the, the uh, response that Saka got when he came on. Uh, 
the, the banner saying no to racism it was a lot more detailed that banner no to racism and then a round of applause and I, I i can't believe the spurs fans who are on twitter moaning about it saying it's an arsenal player i'd never clap him this <laughs> this is a 19 year old who has suffered the heartbreak of missing a penalty in a final and then the uh, uh, ridiculous disgusting racial abuse playing in a in a charity game that was for mental health <laughs> and yeah. they're having a moan that people are clapping him that you know, I mean, that wouldn't happen in a in a six-pointer North London derby game. That, yeah, I mean, did you watch the game, Adam? Or uh, I, I saw highlights, but yeah. Well, one thing I, I think, we've got to stop hitting the woodwork. We hit about <laughs> four times, and, you know, we just we stop hitting the woodwork. <laughs> um, I mean, what was good with that is that Delhi's getting into the positions to... Have shots like, so many times last season. He was just a yeah. complete spectator. Yes. I mean that one in the post in the first half was fairly terrible, but because he was completely free. The second mm. one, he hasn't got a left foot, so that's why he had to try and hit it on the outside. But yeah, I, I, at least he's getting in position. And, and you mentioned him, Tommy Tanganga, and Wayne has pretty much said exactly what I think about him. He's a monster. I wouldn't send him on loan. Love him and. That goal just showed what he's about. Pre-season, yes, but the determination to get that ball and keep that ball and then create something. And then the, the, the wherewithal to not drill it across the, the, the goal or blast it or do anything silly. A nice little touch to Sun. Goal. But I, I, I can't believe he's, he's linked with going on loan. Absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, would you be selling, uh, selling him, loaning him or... And going to uh, yeah, going to Turkey as well. Turkey is uh, yeah. you know, if he was going out on loan, I'd want him to hit the Premier League or one of the you know the major European leagues. I wouldn't want him to go out on loan anyway. I'll rate him very, very, very highly. Mm. And one of the reasons I wouldn't invest in another centre back because I think he or Roden would be good enough. Um, so, but you know, a right back, right back. He's got his um, he's got his critics at right back in terms of um, in terms of explosive pace that the modern right back uh, fullback needs to have. But he showed he showed something yesterday, and he, defensively he's so so supreme. He's so mm. supreme. I remember when we played him at right back towards the end of last season. It's a third centre back in terms of set pieces because he's so good at getting his head to the ball. It's like you've got another centre back in the set pieces as well, which is key, especially when we've got Sanchez playing because he's a nightmare. He is a nightmare in our own box. Like you just can't get anywhere near the ball. And Eric Dyer as well. His clearances are shocking. His heady clearances are, are just shocking. So to have Tanganga back in there. It's it's a good it's a good um, solution we have. It's a good solution we have at right back if we keep Tanganga. I, I think he, he he rejected the contract. So Galatasaray he just he said, look, I'll oh, fight for my place. Good. I'll fight for my place. And hats off to him. Hats off to him because you know the Premier League is is a tough place. Is a tough place to beat. Galatasaray would have been a lot easier. But um, I love him. I think he's got. I think he could be anything. Honestly, I think Tanganga could be anything. I rate him that highly. I rate him that highly. Um, I didn't watch the game in full. I didn't watch the game before yesterday. Yeah. As you said, I watched it. I just watched the highlights. But um, it seemed good. It seemed like a good performance. But we've got to put things into perspective. As Dan said, uh, we're unbeaten. We're unbeaten in uh, in the pre-seasons. <laughs> one one against Leighton in first game. But Arsenal lost to Hibs. Arsenal lost to Chelsea. Arsenal lost to Hibs. Mm -hmm. The So <laughs> you got to put things into perspective of who exactly yeah. we beat. Who exactly we beat? They're struggling. I'll tell you what. Arsenal struggling to get into the top ten this season. I'm not even joking. Arsenal struggling to stay up. <laughs> relegation battle. Well, Roy King questioned him last year, didn't he, with that? 
he reckons they had enough to stay up. <laughs> in terms of Tanganga, Daniel, we, we've got a player there whose first ever taste of Premier League football was against... Against Liverpool. And out of his skin on form, Mane, who is one of the... He's got to be one of the quickest players in the Premier League. They were firing at the time. I think that was the year they won the league, finally, wasn't it? But, yeah, but actually, his first ever taste of Premier League football, it, it's not an easy game at home against someone in the relegation zone where you're going to have most of the ball. He came through that. He was possibly our best player on the pitch. He made a few mistakes after that, which you expect because he's young. But but he's a Spurs fan, or, or if he isn't a Spurs fan, he's come through the youth system. So he'll be someone there who knows what it is to be Tottenham and cares. Whereas Aurier reminds me a little bit of Asu Okoto. Asu Okoto yeah. uh, famously said, oh, I don't really care about football. I'm good at it and I'll get paid a lot of money. He, he, he feels like a bit of a mercenary, Aurier. Whereas Tanganga, I think you could probably pay him enough to get by and he'd still put 100% in because he cares. And yeah, loaning him or, or, or letting him go for any amount of time or fee is just crazy. And that goal yesterday, I think, epitomised what he's about. So what do you think of him? And, and do you think he'll play this season if he does stay? I think he deserves to play and he's won his spot. Um, I have the same thing to say about um, Joe Roden. But um, when it comes to Tanganga, I think he's just a beast. I mean, the first game that we all ever saw him was Liverpool, and I didn't even recognize – I didn't recognize who he was, but I recognized that he was our best defender. Um, Tanganga, it's just – he's got that spirit and, um, that he's proud to play for the badge. He's, um, mm. There's some clubs that would just – there's some players that would just step on the badge. Um, but Tanganga, I just, I just adore him, and I, I hope he gets more minutes. Um, but on the topic of other defenders, um, you Eric Dyer actually, um, yesterday, he didn't play bad, and I, I call him out when he plays crap. But to yesterday, he had a fantastic performance, um, and he made a lot of blocks as well. But uh, it is a preseason game; we that's not going to be how the season is going to be going for him. Um, and at the end, he did have a pre a decent free kick as well to hit the bar, but. Mm. Um, he has one of those games once in a blue moon. Not really much to take out of that. But Tanganga, um, I hope we keep him and I hope he gets playing time. But I, I doubt he'll get playing time over Doherty. No. What do you think his best position is, Adam? Like he's, he's, I, I think sometimes versatility, certainly in players that are young, can be a hindrance because you never, ever learn a position down. You look at Harry Kane, he's only ever played striker. Mm. Where Tanganga's played left back, right back, centre back. Mm. I, I think he needs a position, and then he just plays there. But w where do you think that is, or do you think he is because he's versatile? He's always going to be a kind of number two, if you like, and a, and a, and a utility player. It's, it's and, and get a run in the team if someone in that position gets injured for long term. Yeah, it's difficult to say because he, he hasn't really been featured that much. Um, it, it's difficult to say what what his best position is. I mean, obviously, he's been playing at, at right back, but um, it is, it's difficult to say at the moment. I hope he gets more of an opportunity this season. He's, he's more of uh, um, Nuno's plans. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, only time will tell, I think, with, with Tanganga as to what position he will, he will actually uh, fit into and, 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 and develop in, really. Yeah. Great, great potential. And... Um, I think we've got a few players. We've got Oliver Skip as well. He's, he's got great potential, and, and I, I hope he features a bit, a bit more this season. 
and obviously he can shoot from right. Yeah, definitely. He's been featuring in the, in the pre-season games, and um, he's done very well. Um, so, do you think yeah. do you think he'll feature in the league, or do you think he'll be a kind of on the bench kind of player, or do you think he'll? Uh, his obvious position is next to Hoiberg, so do you think he'll feature yeah. there a lot, or do you think? Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, I think he's got a lot of potential. He's only twenty years old, but. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential, and um, obviously he had a great season in Norwich last last season. You know, he was in the championship, but still, he, he had a great, great season. The championship is not an easy league, um, and I, I think he's he's got great potential, and um, I think he should be part of Nuno's plans for this season, without doubt. Yeah, I mentioned Hoiberg there, and we've mentioned the Arteta versus Hoiberg. I, I'm not really sure what Arteta was moaning about, but Hoiberg, he just you can't help but liking can you tommy he's just got that fire and desire and everything and then we need more players of that which i i'm a little bit sad that uh lamella went because i think he had that fire obviously he was injured and then he was very inconsistent but hoiberg is is he he's definitely captain material isn't he oh yes 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 absolutely i mean loris can't be far away from hanging his uh, gloves up i think it'll be this season at the most i think i think he may even go in January. I mean, if Golini takes the number one spot, potentially, maybe he may even go in January. So I think Loris has got a season uh, tops. Um, so with, with that in mind, and Harry Kane potentially going too, Hoiberg's the he, he's got to be the next captain, as far as I'm concerned. He's only been there for a season, but as, as bad as last season was, he was the positive. He was the positive to come out of it. Hoiberg and uh, you know, Ho yeah, Hoiberg. I mean, and I was going to say conference league. But no, no Hoiberg's, Hoiberg's the plus, the plus that came out last season. And Kane, obviously, being able to adapt into a different system and get all those assists. They were the two, uh, they were the two uh, uh, positives, for sure. Uh, regarding Skip, I would be disappointed if Skip hasn't got that centre midfield uh, row nailed on at the end of the season. By the end of the season, if he hasn't got that nailed on to Hoiberg, I'll be shocked, considering the centre mids we've got currently. I mean, we've still got Sissoko sitting there, we've got Wink sitting there, and Dombele, you know. But I think going into this, the Man City game, I got a funny feeling it'd probably be Hoiberg and Lacelso, Lacelso, uh, and then maybe Ali in front. I mean, Ali started all five games, hasn't he? So it'd be difficult yeah. to, to see him not playing against City. So the two players that you know, Spurs fans are very hit and miss about. I'd say ninety percent miss are Dyer and Deli Ali, and it looks like they're both starting. And if that's the case, there is a, there is a spot for Skip. There is a spot for Skip for sure. And uh, yeah, Hoiberg. I think he played like sixty games, sixty sixty five yeah. games. And, and the latter stages of the Euros as well, just one game short of the whole tournament. But yeah. and then and, 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 playing, and then for and some the reason the players are playing. It's crazy. And the emotional fatigue for Hoiberg as well, with what happened to Ericsson as well. I mean, of course, you know, and he turned up to training earlier than he sh he should have done apparently. But uh, Tyler said uh, Skip is a top centre defender, a central defender, central defensive midfielder. What a player! Do, do you think? It's a bit too early for him, Daniel, or do you think, like Tangango, it would be into the furnace against Man City? And and if you're going to be that kind of player, you, you can't really pick much better players to learn from than Hoiberg, really, in our current crop anyway. But do you think it's a bit too early, or do you think he will start against City and then see what he's got in the first game? Skip. Um, Skip is just the type... I don't know if you guys saw that, the match versus um, MK Dons. Where he just did that ball from one side of the pitch to the other. Mm. What? No, I don't think it was MK Dobbs now. It it was a team that we played in preseason. Whereas, but he he's just fantastic. 
the quality that this guy has, at the age that he's at right now, he's already better than Musa Sissoko. And Musa Sissoko has featured in a Champions League final and a Euro. Um, it's just a joke how we have these players in the squad that are underperforming and then these players that are young and their potential is way higher than the ones that are already in the squad. Um, and they're not getting a start over them. So I really, really want Skip to start. But knowing how the starting lineups usually get choosed in this type of game, especially in this type of game against Manchester City, where you're going to need players with a lot of experience, I don't think he will. But I really hope he does. Yeah. And in terms of Galini, Tommy mentioned him. I, I read that Saka had a shot and, uh, from long range and Galini saved it. And yeah, anyone else? How, how did he play? He, he made a couple of mistakes against Chelsea or one mistake against Chelsea. I didn't see that game. Um, do, do you think he, he's a number two this season or do you think it will be a kind of half and half with him and Lovis being that Lovis is about to hang his gloves up? gloves up and Nuno sees him as the successor or do you think it's more just a, to replace Gazaniga and then next summer we'll get someone to replace Lovies or do you think he's done enough in these pre-seasons to earn let's see what he can do in the league I love that man um, <laughs> that man he's he's coming I don't know if you saw the photo but um he he came in he's, he's like if he's been at the club for years and his second club his, fe- his second match at the club, and he's screaming up with the fans. Oh, he's he's been with Sonny quite a lot, which is something I have mm. to say about Sonny. Is Sonny has been with all the new players. He's mm. been with, uh, ad- helping them adapt to the club. That's something I have to say. Big up Sonny for that. But, he wants um, to get Loris out, though, doesn't he? Someone wants to get Loris out, doesn't he? They're not the best of friends. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> he's forgiven him for that Everton game, I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, I love. I actually think he's going to be maybe. I think he's definitely going to play the 20 games that he needed to to sign the contract. Um, there's definitely going to be more than 20 games in the Conference League. So that's already 20 games right there. And if we play a lower team in the Carling Cup or in the or in the FA Cup, he's definitely going to start as well. I don't know why I said Carling Cup. Um, just got flashbacks from the years before. But, um, yeah, I, I love how he plays. I love the aggression that he has. Um, he played at Manchester United before when he had the opportunity to become a Premier League star. He lost that opportunity, and now he's getting that opportunity again. I think he will not mess it up. Yeah. Tyler said he'll be too much for Lois. Glorious. Glorious. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. No, Goyini. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I think this. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit older than Dan. I'm a little bit older than you, Daniel. I know you're only 13, which is mind-boggling. But I'm a fair bit older than you. And, uh, so I'm not too used to this social media craze. I'm not used to this social media craze. So this whole thing with some of the little videos and the photos, they don't do it for me. They don't do it for me. I'm all about what you're showing on the pitch. And I don't I don't even want goalkeepers celebrating, to be honest with you. It's like defenders. I, if I don't see them, then I'm happy. If we keep a clean sheet and I don't see them, then that's the job done. It's the same with goalkeeper. I don't really want to see them. I don't care what they do, as long as they keep a clean sheet. So I'm not into all this um, excitement and, you know, cheering and all this social media rubbish. I'm not, I'm not into that. And Golini, Golini fouled at Aston Villa as well. He fouled big time at Aston Villa. So they, they sent him packing as well. So I'm... Um, I'm not. I'm not going to go crazy about Golini and Atlanta. Effectively sold him. He was back up at Atlanta because they signed a new keeper from Argentina for 18 million pounds. So effectively, he was going to be back up at Atlanta or be back up to us. So I'm not. I'm not really convinced by him. He, you know, he's got. He's going to have a chance, and I hope he takes it because Boris, the first half of last season was pretty poor, and he's he's definitely coming to the end of his career. But if I'm supposed to be yeah. 
if, if I'm in love with a man, like you, I'm not in love with a man like I am Martinez, that's for sure. I'm not in love with a man like I am Martinez. That's just, yeah, that's just my personal, yeah, personal point of view. Yeah. I mean, Adam Wayne has said here, uh, when Lois goes, stick Galini number one, Alfie Whiteman as backup. What mm. I don't want, though, is for Galini to only play uh, Cabal Cup games, FA Cup games, conference games, no Premier League games. And then, if regardless gets about... injured, then he'll play for sure. Yeah. I mean, but if he doesn't get injured, I think the last thing I want is a player who, who's not really had any Premier League experience replacing Loris full-time. Despite how Loris has done in the last few seasons, he's been a superb goalkeeper for us. So yeah. what I'd like to see is Galini get a, a number of Premier League games, getting used to that Premier League, so that if he is the, the successor to Loris, he, he's got that experience rather than coming in cold into the Premier League. So, what what do you think of him? Do you think he is going to be the long term number one, or do you think it's a number two and then we'll buy someone else? And do you think if he is the number one successor, that he'll get some game time in the Premier League, even if Loris doesn't get injured? Um, I think Loris should be number one, and I hope he's not number one. He plays all the Premier League games because I think you've got to have that constant goal, goalkeeper. You can't keep chopping and changing it because it's not good. It's I mean the the goalkeeper and and, the, and certainly the back the centre backs they need to form a, a, a um, an understanding every game and and it's that understanding that creates that you know solidarity and, and that confidence in in, in, in our defending so I, I, I think we need to stick with Lois as number one this season for all the Premier League games and if he gets injured or, or whatever then the other goalkeeper can come in but yeah he's, he's going to be a number two. So um, I think this season and, and see see what happens next season with, with uh, Loris. Yeah, Tyler said we're comparing Galini with an ageing Loris, but I think you need to think about these things. I think you can't just mm. have a, an inexperienced goalkeeper and and come in to to, some, to replace someone like that. I mean, you wouldn't have like Dane Scarlett come into a replace Harry Kane straight off. I know it's a completely different scenario, but it's someone with no experience really replaces someone who's been there and done it all. And Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we, we've got City at the weekend. I know Adam's going, I'm going. I finally got that ticket after complaining to them that I hadn't got it. Uh, but the Community Shield, they obviously lost that game. Do you, do you think that's going to be an issue for us? Do you think... They're going to be angry now and they're going to want to put it right straight away. Or do you think, again, like, like I've, I've been saying for quite a long time, Tommy, it's the best time to play Man City because they're not into their rhythm yet. And and Sunday, whenever the Community Shield was, possibly proves that, that they're not into their rhythm. So do you think it will make a difference or do you think it doesn't really matter if we're still playing Man City regardless of what happened on Sunday? Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a, I would say it's a good time to play them. I mean, Community Shield is, is a pre-season friendly, basically. It's a pre-season friendly. I think that's how all the big teams uh, perceive it. I think that's how the fans perceive it. Um, but So they won't be hurting. Yeah, they won't be hurting from losing the Community Shield. But the, the Pep Guardiola team, they just they seem like they're hurting on the pitch all the time. It's like... Um, yeah, it's like a family and it's it's like them against the world. So they don't want to give anything away. Every game, they do not want to give anything away. And they're going to want to light it up. Grealish is going to want to light it up because Grealish, he didn't even, he didn't start all the games for England. He didn't start all the games for England. He's on 370 grand a week, so he's got a lot to prove. He's got a lot to prove. And I've got a funny feeling he'll start. I've got a funny feeling Grealish will start. 
Um, we have to the Dwayne of and Foda now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, to, Bro- to Bruyne not being there is a big benefit, is a big bonus, is a big bonus, to be honest with you. It'll probably be Gundogan and Rodri or something like that. So it's a good time to play him in terms of injuries, for sure. Uh, and well, <laughs> unless they nick our one, it doesn't look like they've got a striker. But Gabriel, <laughs> Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Jesus isn't good enough. Yeah. Like, is he, they're going to sign another striker. It's just how much they're mm. willing to pay, how much they're willing to pay. Uh, just, yeah, I sort of hope it's not our one. I hope it's not our one. Um, so I, I don't think we're going to lose that game. I've got a funny feeling. I don't think we're going to lose that game. I'm not going to say we're going to win. I'm just, I just got a funny well, feeling we're not well, going to lose. I'll, I'll be there with my lucky hat. So hopefully. I so you're both going there. You're both season ticket holders. You're both season ticket holders. Uh, I am um, your member, member, aren't you, Adam? Okay. Are you Are you going, Tommy? I'm not. No, man. I'm not. I've never oh. been a season ticket holder. I try and go to like oh, four or five games a season. But um, yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous to a certain extent. Oh. I'll confirm my jealousy after three games. If we lose the, lose the first three games, then yeah. <laughs> do, do you think the fans will make a difference? This is the first time in, oh. I don't know, 18 months that, that, that full capacity, <laughs> ignoring this uh, friendly against Arsenal, which I'm not sure if it was full capacity, it was a lot of capacity. But do you think that all the fans I would expect will be on fire from the start and, and may spur them on? We, we don't have the Mourinho sit back for the entire game. You, you've got to sit back potentially to an extent against Man City because they're going to have more of the ball. But do, do you think that the fans will make a difference? And, and not just for us, but uh, over the course of the season for home teams going and, and for away teams as well, because the job of the away team is to shut the home fans up early doors. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's going to make it, it's going to make a huge difference, especially in terms of the, um, it may not be all positive either. The protests, protests, dispersed protests and stuff. We didn't really get a chance to do it inside. It was outside. Um, it was outside like, for the ESL and stuff. So I think that's coming. When it comes into play, I'm not sure. But, I mean, in terms of just cheering and being the 12th man, I think, uh, yeah, it's certainly going to make a difference. But it's a good thing you... It was, a, it was a good job you mentioned the other teams. I think with certain teams, it's going to make it a, a, a much larger effect, like a Leeds. Like, I've been to Ellen Road before and, and they sell their tickets. It doesn't matter what league they're in. They just they sell their tickets mm. every game. That is a that is a that is a pit you don't want to go. You don't want to be playing away to these. So now they've got the fans back. That's going to be a different. Um, that's going to be an entirely different proposition uh, this season. Mm-hmm. We know how Leeds good Leeds are anyway from their first season in the Prem. So uh, certain teams are going to really mm-hmm. going to use that to their effect. Villa as well. A lot of the northern teams they've got real real strong fan base. They really sing with their hearts. Slightly different for Spurs. If you're playing at White Hart Lane. You can hear yeah. it reverberates. The cheering, you can it reverberates. Don't get me wrong; it's a stunning stadium, a beautiful stadium. But um, I think it will work for for teams, for other teams, maybe more than ourselves. But it will. It would be so amazing to just see it. it even like an 80 percent, 80 percent stadium full would be amazing. I can't wait. I just can't wait. I can't believe it's here after eighteen months. Yeah. I'm going to see pretty much all the stadiums. <laughs> We, yeah, you mentioned the sound there. My last game was the Man City game where Bergwijn's debut, where he scored, and because okay. of because of the goals and the penalty save and all that kind of drama, uh, it was comparable to White Hart Lane in sound. I was in that 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 oh. that one tier, like the cop stand, the South stand, and yeah, that I, I, I how long we've we been at that stadium before that? Maybe a year. Uh, it was never ever that loud that stadium, and that was abs- that was comparable to White Hart Lane. Well, that's great. Then. If that's yeah, if, as I say, I'm not a season ticket holder, but if you're saying that already, that's magnificent. Yeah. That will certainly work in our favour because you need the 12th man. I mean, the home home. If you saw the home and away statistics for the last year and a half, they haven't 
they've been very, very different. There's been very, very different as you'd as you'd imagine. So that comes back into play. A home game really is a home game now. Yeah, and then uh, back to the chat, uh, community shield. Uh, Tyler's asked, do you think City will care about the loss of that? I think, of course, they will. They're, they're winners and champions. They want to win every game. It doesn't matter if it's a friendly or not. But Daniel, do you, do you think I, I said it's a good time to play City? Uh, Foden, De Bruyne, who are mainstays in that City team, I know what it's about, are injured, means Grealish will have to play and someone else who isn't favoured, I guess. Do you think that will help? Because Grealish hasn't integrated fully into the Man City team yet, so he's still learning. They're still learning how he plays. Do you think that will help us at all? Or do you think it's it's still Jack Grealish, £100 million plays, is a fantastic player, can play in any team? Oh, or do, so do you... Th- yeah, go on. Yeah, or do, or do you think it's we'll work in our favour because they're still getting to know their teammates and how they're going to play with the new players? Whereas if De Bruyne and Foden were playing, who played the majority of last season, they just slot in and then it's basically we play how we know Man City play. So I honestly think that this game could be a massive um, decider for the Harry Kane situation as well. What does it say to Harry Kane if we beat Manchester City? Hmm. What does it say? And another thing is that quite a few people know this about me. My father actually supports Manchester City. So Ooh, that type wow. of game, that game in our household, in our household, in our household is like a North London derby. Um, <laughs> as you said, the last one in the Premier League where Steven Bergwijn scored his goal, I was actually at that one as well. Hmm. Um, so, did you I think just, it was as loud as I thought, or did you think it was? I thought loud. Uh, it was. It was pretty loud. Um, but I thought the Champions League one that we played against Manchester City was louder. I don't hmm. know if you remember it. Yeah, I didn't go to that one. But yeah. yeah. I was actually at, I was at that one as well. Um, and then we went to the second leg of Manchester where VAR saves us. But um, <laughs> it's just it's just um, when it comes to Kevin De Bruyne, obviously he's going to make a massive difference if he's not in the squad. Mm. But Manchester City is Manchester City. And um, with all their best players or not, I think they're in a better si- stance than we are. Um, talk about – I honestly – this comment this comment is very interesting from Tyler442. Um, saying the Champions League loss and Poch sacked. Um, do you think that City will get that City will lose? So the Champions League fight basically was trying to say there is definitely something that I agree with. If you saw the documentary on Amazon, um, when we lost that Champions League final, the, the players their their heads went down. Um, they were wondering, oh, so that's it. Now we have to try that all over again. So it could be that same situation with Manchester City. Um, but to be honest. I just hope we get something out of that game. One point or three points or something, because I don't want to lose to Manchester City, especially in the situation that I have in my household. <laughs> what do you think, Adam? Obviously, we're going. I, I can't predict exactly what will happen because that's tempting fate for me, and I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll basically put the blame on everyone else and get myself off scot free. But how, how do you see the game going? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a. a very tough game. Um, I think Man City will dominate possession. That they will, they will press. That they will push us back. Um, I mean, if Man City, um, I think the problem with Man City is they don't have a striker who can put the ball away um, like Aguero could. Um, so that might be their their, their downfall. They'll, they'll they'll make a lot of chances. They'll have a lot of play around our, around our box in our half. Um, they have a lot of possession, so it's going to be very tough for Spurs. Very tough. Um, 
obviously we've got Sun and you know he's great on the break. Um, if we can, you know, we, we can break on Man City because their, their defence obviously isn't the, the best when put under pressure. Um, obviously, it's rarely put under pressure. But um, if, if we can get maybe an early goal, um, soak up their pressure, hope that they don't, you know, take their chances, then we, we could get something from the game. Yeah, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, Tommy, we, we've mentioned on your, your channel, not just me, but other people who have been on there as well, Lucas Mora. And, and you'll be good to answer this as well, Daniel, because you saw the whole of the Arsenal game. From what I saw in, in pre-season, it looks to me like he's been given a bit of a free role. And if Man City are going to attack us, then that presumably will leave gaps. And, and the Arsenal get it was Sun who had a chance, wasn't it? Close range and the keeper saved it. But it all came from Lucas Mora literally making something out of nothing. So do you think this could be a game where Lucas Moore again comes to the fore? And do you think he could have a big, big say this season and get back to the kind of Lucas Moore that we saw in Amsterdam, but much, much more consistently this season? So I'm a, a very... I'm a... Oh. oh, right. Sorry. I thought, uh, I thought he was coming to me. Go on. Yeah. Wait, I mentioned you, both you, of you. I have, to, I, have to, um, I have to get off for one second. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. to you, Tommy. That's what I meant. Right. I'll go. I'll go. Um, so basically, Lucas is a very tricky one. He's very, very tricky. But this, the thing is with him is we don't know what his best position is. Uh, we don't even know how to. As Spurs has a very 50-50 on him, but that makes it very difficult for the opposition because if we don't know his strengths and if he doesn't know his strengths, then the opposition certainly don't know. Do you know what I mean? It, it's difficult to 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 have a plan with Lucas. And we saw one positive. I can give to uh, one positive I can give to Jose was putting him in number 10, putting him in the number mm -hmm. 10 spot. Uh, obviously, it wasn't going well for us at number 10 last season with injuries and Dombele couldn't fit there. He, he didn't work. So we played him in number 10 and it worked. He could play centrally and he played on the left against Arsenal. We saw him play on the left quite a lot um, last season when Son was injured. He, played, he went on the left hand side and he was magnificent on the left. I couldn't believe how, how good Lucas was on the left because obviously we know what his strengths are on the right. He's, he, he hits the line, tries to get that ball in. There's, there's, no, uh, there's nothing in between. That's how he's always been playing. Slightly changed now. On the left, he was doing the same thing. And you think, well, he's right-footed, but he was still doing it, bolting down the line, quickly getting into his right and crossing in, like he was doing against Arsenal. He's a big player. He's going to have a part to play this season. He really is, Lucas. He's going to have a part to play. I don't want him to be an out-and-out right-winger. I'd rather sign a right-winger and then have... You know, Lucas floating about maybe on the right some games, number 10, on the left. Uh, another reason I wasn't happy with the Hill signing. I just don't think we needed Hill. Not with Sessegnon, not with Bergwijn, not with uh, Lucas being able to play on the left. Uh, but there you are. I think it's a big season for Lucas. I really do think it's a big season. I think he will have his strongest season. And we forget how good he is in the air. He's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah he's got a big, he hangs, doesn't he? Yeah, he's so good for, for a relatively yeah, small guy. He's very, very good. Yeah, he scored one in pre-season as well. Yeah, yeah. and he's and he's actually kind of short as well. So it's just the attitude. You you see, um, Eric Dyer, he's a giant, and he can't get to a ball that he doesn't even have to jump to. A ball could be right there, he doesn't even have to jump. He just stands and headers it, and he still can't header it. But you have Lucas Moore, the ball's all the way up there, and he could jump like Michael Jordan to header the ball. Yeah, I mean. What I've been impressed with, I've only seen the highlights of these preseason games, but the, the, the interplay and almost communication between Mora, Sun and Ali mm. has been very good. So it looks like we've got a kind of partnership there. Obviously, Kane hasn't been anywhere near that. And if Kane's fit and he's going to stay, then Kane's going to be integrated into that. But 
Yeah, what do you think, Dan? You, you, you watched the entire Arsenal game where they played most of it, I think. Was was the interplay there and the communication there and the understanding there? Or, or was it kind of fleeting moments and I've only seen the good bits on the highlights? The game was quite interactive um, with, the both si- with both sides. Um, however, it should have been a lot more score, a lot more goals. Um, a lot of players missed big chances, including Delhi. That first half, I would have to say, was a little bit more balanced. Um, both sides were attacking, but in the second half, um, there was a lot more, and we took a lot more control. Um, but you're right there when you say that the highlights don't really show the full game and in all its, um, in all its, uh, in all its shapes and sizes, but. This, it looks like a North London derby at one point. Um, it could be a friendly, but there was a lot of fighting going on. Remember that Deli Ali tackle was just atrocious. But um, I don't think he meant to go, go for the ball. I think he meant to go for the ankles, if you know what I mean. But um, and then there, there was a lot of there's a lot of moments in the match where it was really entertaining. I actually think it was a quite entertaining game, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as entertaining as the highlights sh- showed. Right, okay. That was pretty much it. Was pretty much Arsenal's first team, though, wasn't it? I think that was Arsenal's first team. Yeah, That's what they and had. we were playing with our second yeah. team, and there. I don't know if you saw AFTV. Um, they were crying, and I actually put a super chat. <laughs> in there. I put a super chat in the stream. North London is Ben White. Go yeah. cry, <laughs> go cry in your corner, and then it was. They all started getting mad. Typical AFTV, but um. And the fact that it's a North London derby, I can't wait. It, the fact that it's a friendly, I can't wait to beat them in the Premier League. No, I mean, yeah. I hope we do. I, I definitely can. Hopefully, Tommy's uh, prediction is uh, right that they won't make top 10. Hopefully, Daniel's even more that uh, they will go money on it. I'm putting money yeah. on it. Put your money where your mouth is. They're not making top 10, man. Yeah. yeah. Last question to you all, which is this. Spurs' final position. So... I still think there's a chance of getting top four. It's going to be very, very tough. And the likelihood is that we won't get top four. Adam, prediction for the season? I don't think we'll get top four. We've got got Man City, Man United. We've got Chelsea. We've got Liverpool. All very strong, very strong teams. Chelsea only getting stronger. Man Man United only getting stronger. Um, I don't think we'll make top four. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get into the top six. You've got, you know, Everton, they've got Rafa Benitez now. Um, great manager. You know, they're only going to get better. Um, they got battered by United yesterday, though, didn't they? Did you hear the Hamas Rodriguez comments? Um, I'm hoping, I mean, I'm hoping top six for Spurs. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I, I definitely don't, I don't think we'll get top four. What was that, Daniel, about Hamas? Rodriguez. Yeah, so they asked him, obviously, the Sergio Aguero and Messi situation. Messi left and Sergio Aguero went to play with his best mate and he left. Um, and they asked um, Hamish Rodriguez how he felt about that for some reason. And he answered, <laughs> I, I, know, I know how it feels. I came to Everton to play with Angelotti and now, look, he's gone. Yeah. What does that say to, to Rafa Benitez? Like, I don't want to play with you. I only came yeah. to play with. But uh, it's an interesting situation. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Daniel? Top four, top six, somewhere in between, somewhere else. Champions? Messi comes, we've got a chance of being champions. 
my inside Spurs fan tells me we're going to win the Premier League. But, um, <laughs> my 13 years of dealing with Daniel Levy tells me I think the best we'll do is fifth. Um, there's too many teams in the top four that um, they're just – I mean, Manchester United, um, Manchester United, Liverpool, Manchester City, Liver, um, and and still you have a lot of those teams. And then still you have Leicester City. Don't, don't write them off. Yeah. They've just come back from winning – the Community Shield and the FA Cup in one season, they're going to be wanting Champions League football. They've been wanting Champions League football for such a long time, and then they keep bottling it. So this mm. season, they're going to come in hungry for it, and they're actually getting a few signings as well. Vardy's yeah. going to stay. Um, if Madison stays or not, that's another question. But look, I think the best we can do is fifth. Obviously, if we get to top four, oh, I, want, I want us to win the league. I want us to win the league. But the, in my personal opinion, I think the best we can do is fifth. Yeah, I mean, Tommy, are you going to join me in the positivity or are you going to go with the other two and be realistic? You're, you're muted, Tommy. Yeah, I think you're on mute there. Dog was barking a little bit. Um, no, so um, <laughs> in terms of in terms of finishes, I have to say, I, I would say I'm more on your side, Chris, because I'll tell you what, the top three teams in the Premier League, I, I believe they've got stronger. The, the top three uh, teams in the Premier League from last season, Man United... Chelsea and uh, and Man City. I feel like they've got stronger, um, but the problem, the problem, the the, the problem, and I, I see there's a there's a route to get into the top four, and that's Liverpool because okay, they've got Van Dijk back, they bought another centre back from Leipzig, Konate, but in terms of that, the business they've had no business. They've lost Wijnaldum uh, to PSG. They haven't signed a centre midfielder. They've got I don't know Thiago there, Oxley Chamberlain to come in next to Fabinho. Henderson's legs have gone. Everyone's Curtis, everyone's been linked Curtis. with Henderson. Curtis yeah, Jones, Jones could be his season to to really come to the fore, maybe. It could be, yeah, yeah. I was talking to a Liverpool fans before. They rate him highly, but good enough to be starting in the centre midfield and good enough to replace Wijnaldum because Wijnaldum was a seriously underrated mm. player, seriously underrated player. He can do everything, box to box, absolutely fantastic. Um, quite an unselfish player for Liverpool, where he had a different role for the Netherlands, more attacking, mm. unselfish for Liverpool. They're going to miss him massively. So I think we can. I think we can actually compete with Liverpool. Mane's on the downward spiral. Mane's on the downward spiral. Okay, they got Jota there. Firmino, they only got one striker. So I think we can catch Liverpool. I think we can catch Liverpool potentially. I still think fifth will probably be the most likely Europa League spot. But I'd be dis. I'd be dis. Go on, Dan. Because you said about Leeds that the fans are coming back. That's going to make a big impact. If any fan is going to come back and make a big impact, it's Liverpool fans. Of course, yeah, Anfield. Yeah, Anfield's mad. Anfield's mad. And they really did struggle. They really did struggle uh, last season, didn't they? But that could have been down to Van Dijk and Gomez, although they did lose 7-2 to Villa with Van Dijk in the team. But uh, it was just, yeah, it was a bad, uh, it was a bad, it was a bad year defending the trophy. But I, live, I think Liverpool will come back. They'll, they'll get more points than they did last season. But I think we potentially could too, with, with another sign or two. So, um, but yeah, I think Everton have got weaker. Adam, you mentioned Everton. I think, I think Benitez is a weaker manager than Ancelotti these days. Uh, I think they've signed like Andros Townsend, and I'm thinking, you know, and they're going to lose yeah, Amazon uh, Rodriguez. I don't think I don't think they've improved a great deal, but it looks like they might get Max Aaron's at right back. They they need that because Seamus Coleman's legs have gone. John Joe Kenny's going Celtic. I think they had high hopes for him once upon a time. Max mm-hmm. Aaron's is that good? I think if they can get a couple more in, which they probably will. They will still be in the hunt. West Ham are going to be dangerous. West Ham are going to be very dangerous. They kept. I'm not sure West. about that though. I think. 
They've not had European football for so long. They'll be playing on Thursdays and Sundays. And and yeah. they, they tailed. They were in that top four race, weren't they, last year? They got a few injuries and they kind of tailed down. Whereas the likelihood is they're going to get injuries this season, or if, if not, they're going to be getting a lot more fatigue. So I, I think mid-table for them. Villa, I think, could prove a real surprise. They've obviously lost Greenwich, but they've bought three players in. They've bought Bailey... Uh, Ings. Wendia and Ings and Ings I think they got mugged off at any level I think they got mugged off at Ings though £31 million with a 29 year old one year left on his contract I think they mm-hmm. I think South had to be it, laughing it's free, all the way to the bank. free money though isn't it with £100 million they got uh, well you say that but you know if you could get a Vlahovic or someone like that in but um, yeah. and it put another £20 million on top I mean Villa were never going to go into this season with no budget were they so they've got the greenish no. money plus, I don't know, 40, 50 million pounds. They've got a player in them left, maybe. Um, but West Ham, they kept Declan Rice. They kept Declan mm. Rice. Suchek and Kufau are fantastic. I think Ben Rama could have a real, real amazing season. Ben Rama for Brentford was sensational for two years. If he if he brings that form back, it was okay last season. <clears throat> and they have got depth. They've got some depth. They've got Jared Bowen on the wing as well. They've got they've got some depth in there. Who's that? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Don't, you mate, can't say his don't name on here, Dan. I'm sorry. Oh, I fell, that game in particular, I fell asleep at 3 0. I admit, 80, 78th minute, I thought it was over. So I fell asleep. So, I got up so and, and Zini banged it. And Zini banged it. And it's 3 0. I was like, oh, my days. What is, what is happening here? So, so, yeah, um, so we, but, we, we, we've got two think top four is possibility. Two think probably not. But remains to be seen. I'll be doing a preview show. Uh, probably when the transfer window closes, you get a little bit more of an idea of how teams will do. But for today, I, I think we've run out of time, really. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, guys, for coming on. Daniel, first time. Adam, Tommy, welcome back. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, before we go, Tommy, meant... hey, sorry? I was just going to say, I didn't realise it was you first, Dan, because you changed your name and you're not wearing glasses. <laughs> so I didn't actually realise it was you. Have I ever seen you with glasses? Yeah. In the my glasses are, my so. glasses are coming back, I think, in a week's time. It's because somebody stepped on them and they broke. And oh. Right now I'm wearing contacts. Um, it's a little bit weird to get used to. Um, but glasses or contacts, all I see is one Eric Dyer in Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> you still, you're just on the depressed side, aren't you? You can't get yeah. in, you can't, yeah, you're just on the depressed side. But look, we'll get a couple in, you'll we'll get a couple in. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Daniel, but we are starting Dyer. Man City, we're Dyer all the side, so you better, you better get used to it. You better get used to it for the foreseeable future. We can still do things. We Manchester City things. has not scored one goal in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. One goal. Oh, really? One, you yeah, can't played, say things like you can't say things <laughs> no, like that. They've got a... six on Sunday now. Just be... no. oh dear. <laughs> I tell that to oh. my father every day. You haven't scored a goal in our stadium. You yeah. haven't scored a goal in our stadium. You, you can't tempt fate. I'll still let you plug your channel, but you can't tempt fate like that. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, Tommy, you've already mentioned your channel, but for anyone who uh, didn't hear that or, or has forgotten, uh, what's your channel? Where can people find you? So yes, just as the name states, uh, yeah, YouTube channel Tommy Talks Ball. I've got a Twitter up with the same with the same handle. So uh, if you get a minute, uh, head over there, give me a give me a sub if you haven't already, and check out some of my old vids. Uh, and same with Chris, make sure you smash that sub, get liking on the stream, and not just these vids, but the vids uh, Chris has done in the past. He's done quite a few vids in the past, just just hitting it off live, and uh, it's a pleasure to be part of it today. But watch the recorded vid, uh, vids, get liking on them, get commenting because it helps it, it helps the channels grow. 
So, uh, yeah, and it's been it's a pleasure to be on your channel for the first time. Well, first time live. And I'm sure there's a lot yeah. more coming. I mean, with the season starting, oh, yeah. ahead of, everyone's releasing more content now. I'm sure you're the same, Dan. Um, so, so yeah, good times ahead. Good times ahead. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be doing a Friday one as well. I've, I've got Eugene coming on from uh, uh, Spurs. Uh, oh, he's brilliant. I love Eugene. He's brilliant. I love he's Eugene. Asian yeah, Spurs, yeah. He's on on uh, <laughs> Friday, but yeah. Daniel, you've got a channel as well. Obviously, I expect an apology on there if Man City do score six because of that comment. But what's your channel? Where can people find you if they didn't hear it before? Yeah, you guys can find me at Dan THFC. Um, as Tommy said, I did change my name. But uh, still, same love for Tottenham, no matter the name. Um, right now on my the, my old channel... Oops, sorry. Um, on my old channel... I actually um am really really close to hitting 300 subscribers, so if we can hit that, um before we close down that channel, it'll be fantastic. Um before the Manchester City game, I'm actually doing a preview with my dad. I'm playing a FIFA match against him, Manchester City and Tottenham, and then we'll do a little bit of a banter um, preview, just talking about Tottenham, and then um we'll do a watch along together as well. But it's just I hope we win. I hope we win. The bragging rights. Excellent. We've got three channels there. This one, Tommy's, Daniel's. Make sure you hit the likes, hit the subscribes, watch old videos, hit likes on them. And yeah, follow them on Twitter. Uh, I'll put all the uh, links on the Twitter thing and, uh, and on the description of the video. Make sure you hit all of them, like all of them. And I'll be back on Friday uh, with the preview to the Man City game, hopefully with Eugene, hopefully he's still there. And then we'll be back on Monday as well. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!